Welcome to Death Readers. I'm Doug. I'm Rob. And we are entering into episode two of season three, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, which is, I think, our episode 14. It's hard to keep track. We're throwing numbers around all over the place. Wizard is our episode 14. Was that a joke? <laughs> <laughs> no one will ever know. <laughs> That's not fair. That is not fair. <laughs> Which is our episode 14? Oh Wizard God, is, is our episode 14. It's funnier oh, when I've explained it. Man. Not this time. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, actually in pain. <laughs> I think that's a good way to describe my reading of these last three chapters. What? Yeah. You said last three chapters were amazing. Four, five, and six? Yeah, the same. No. I didn't say that ever. Um, I don't. Do we have any uh, housekeeping or anything? I'm, I'm out of it. The heat has got me out of it. Hot time, summer in the city. Back of my neck is something in gritty. Red. Is it really? No, I was, see, that was another redneck joke. Oh. Not like you are, but like that's why it didn't land with us. Are we? We've started recording. Yet? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going. This is gold. This is terrible. Oh, oh we're gonna lose so many listeners. Um, what do we What do we want to do here? <laughs> <laughs> we're here to discuss Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, the first exceptional Harry Potter book. <laughs> As I'm sure you will agree, it is hot. <laughs> it is. It is it's not. It's not cold. Hot. I saw today that it was hotter today in Anchorage than it was in. It's in Denver. We can. And we will we do will. this. We will. We're so going to do this. Um, what do you have, man? <laughs> like, what do you, okay, let me put it this way. I'm on, I have four, page 49. I don't know where to start. I have page 49. Is, oh my God. Hagwatch? Hagwatch. 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 What the fuck is a hag? I don't know, man. Are they a separate species? Like, here's the thing. You, you've never read Discworld books, right? No. Okay. The witches in that um, have a concept that kind of the hag is when when the witch goes bad they go mental they become you know cackling and making gingerbread okay. houses and eating kids and is that what a hag is in this series is just a witch that's gone bad or is it an actual physical being that's differently chromosomed pratchett's english right oh yeah so sir terry right so it's not insane to imagine that he and jk are or that she would have like reverence or interest in his work sure that's possible. I mean, that's the thing about books, actually, is that you don't have to be from the same country. You can read books. That's true. The entire you can be inspired world. by exactly another country's it literature. It doesn't have to be limited to the uh, fallacies or uh, horribleness or just downright bad qualities of nationalism. It doesn't have to be that con contained by that at all. It no. Be I, at the moment, can't think of any... Mein Kampf, your Kampf. <laughs> our Kampf. I think, I think after that, it will be our Kampf. I don't think there's any avoiding Kampf now. It's so hot. It's so hot. <laughs> it is so hot. It is so hot today. Um, this is not going to help our... You know, I hear that people are really entertaining when they're when they're <laughs> exposed to high temperatures. Is that how it works? Yeah, I laugh every time I watch an episode of, uh, of like the Bear Grylls shows when he's stuck in a desert. It's so funny. He's just 
can't, you just I can't really tell what's happening right now. I'm, I don't know, man. Okay. Don't is this sick. happening? Is this real? <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. Hagwatch. Yeah. I, I, I don't have any other note other than Hagwatch. I wrote down just, are we still on Hagwatch? <laughs> yeah, we're on Hagwatch. Okay, good. Well, there were so many watches that were instituted that we're on Goya like, Watch, we're yep. on Hagwatch. Yep. Are there any other watches? I'm sure there's other watches. I don't remember what they are at the moment. At least those two. Hagwatch. I'm like a watchmaker. A, yep. Blind? I don't know. There's just something there somewhere. All right, you know what? Let's move on to something that I've always had a thing with. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know what any of that was. It was amazing to watch, though. It was me having a joke that I wanted to say, but having the wherewithal to know that it's a personal joke, not podcast-related, and let it and stifling it audibly. Okay. <laughs> It was like it was like I had a stitch in my mouth, <laughs> a snitch in my mouth. Excuse oh, me. That's better. And I uh, topical. Yeah, and I was just like, don't don't let it go. <laughs> like if you let it go, you lose a hundred points. What is a thing you've always had a thing for? About. Yeah. I haven't had a thing that's for. I've had it. a thing about it. Yeah, a thing about it. Yeah. The Irish international Quidditch team. Okay. Maybe I don't know enough about IRA. No. Oh. <laughs> Maybe I don't know enough about World Cup and how teams work, but it feels like they should have a name. Oh. And later on, when we have the World Cup, which we're not in this book, but when we do, they have the Bulgarian national team, the Irish national team, but are they named? Are they just the Irish national? Do do national teams like that, the ones that are going to represent the country, if, they, if that's how it works, if the soccer team is not like... The Chudley Cannons go all the way to the World Cup, but if it's like the the best players go onto the Irish national team, would that team still not have a name? I think it's I think that's how it works in like FIFA, or not FIFA, but like I think it's FIFA. Yeah, like the World Cup, yeah. the FIFA World Cup. It's it's just like you'll have Brazil playing against, but America. it's not the Brazilian. No, think of it. You don't know soccer. Nuts. <laughs> let me let me break it down. Okay. Okay. Here's how it goes. Here's how footy work. Okay. Don't use your hands. <laughs> that's all I know. You can use your head. Yes. Also, you can use your hands if you're a goalie. Here's the thing. So, there's a bunch of different teams in the United States, right? There's sure. there's a bunch of different soccer teams. You have the, uh, the, the, I think they're called the Galaxy in L.A. You have the, uh, uh, I think they're called, like, the, the Sounders in Seattle? I'm, sure. I'm really not knowing how this works. For like, Puget Sound? I, know, I don't know if these things are in the same, The Baltimore like, Orioles? No, that's baseball. I don't even know if these are in the same league or anything, but I know that, like, there's the Columbus Crew, or at least there used to be. That sounds horrible. That's it's not, not good. That's, that's, it's, that's, it no. is a real soccer team, but I don't know what I'm not, a, I'm not okay with the Columbus Crew. But when... I know people in Columbus, so I'm not happy with that. But when those... When the country goes to play in the FIFA World Cup, they just send their best players, not uh, the team. Okay. So my guess is it would work the same with Quidditch. Okay, well, wow. it works the same way with uh, like baseball too, where it's not just soccer. Like, but in baseball, if you have, because baseball is kind of international, it's but, not really, but it's it's it tries. But they'll have like the like All Star Game. No, no, this, no, that's that's just for the MLB. But there's like, if you have like the uh, there's I like I got the right sport. There's an international. Well, most sports have All Star Games, so don't pat yourself too hard. <laughs> the uh, but they'll have like. There'll be players from uh, Cuba that will be playing on, like, the Mets or something like that. But when they play for the world thing, the World Baseball Classic, I think is what it's called. 
that is how hot it is. I don't remember that. The, the WBC. Yeah, the Cuban players. They go play for Cuba, or like the Dominican players will play for the Dominican Republic, or the Japanese players will go play for Japan. So it, it just it's it all works out like that. Okay. The Aruban players will go play for Aruba. Aruban? I I'm not hungry. I felt like I was I've been scammed. <laughs> and I don't appreciate it. It is too hot for jokes. Especially bad jokes. Thanks for listening. Page 54. I'm doing this in spite of myself. Smart ass. Not good. Uh, I have page 54. Yes. I've got page 50. Well, please proceed. Harry gets a free char- like ice cream sundae every 30 minutes. I feel like that's a Florian Fortescue just like plying him with like, oh, you're the boy who lived. Let me give you something else. Because you're a hero who vanquished the Dark Lord. It sounds like a schedule. <laughs> like It sounds like he's like, on the dot, 30 <laughs> minutes, I'm back getting a free Sunday. Let's go. Oi, not guy who lived much longer if I don't get my fucking Sunday. Okay. Chop, chop. And then the guy has to do it. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's what they don't say. They don't say that Harry's, like, essentially threatening to murder this guy unless he gets his free ice cream. I feel him. Like, right now, I get it. I would kill him. I took down Voldemort. There may be extra nuts on that Sunday. Do they have nuts on Sundays? In yes. That's a thing, right? Nuts? In England or at all? At, I mean, I don't, well, yes. I don't usually eat Sundays. Yes. Have you seen a banana split? Like, it's basically a Sunday with banana, yeah. ice cream, sure. fudge, no. hot, cho- hot fudge, and then nuts and cherry whipped hot cream. Hot fudge. Oh, minister. Is that... F- oh, okay. That I get it now. No, you, you get it. Yeah. But here's my question. Mm. There's no, like like, gluttony shaming of Harry now? Behavior is super. It's Dudley esque. I'm sure Magic Sundays don't don't don't. Oh, they have no pounds. calories. Yeah, I hate the Magic World. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go with your 54. Um, let's get this baby moving that like Harry the Hogwarts can, Express. Harry can hear both sides of the world. Let's run room. a train on this book. I'm not going to remember doing this commentary. <laughs> I want you to know that this is not a commentary. See, I am. <laughs> I am. Basically, as coherent right now as I would be if I was stricken with yellow fever. <laughs> this is going to be a gem of our archives. I do this for you, the listening public. <laughs> Harry can hear both sides of the world what was from that his mean? room. He can oh, hear yes, the Muggle yes. Street and yes. Diagon Alley. Yes, and I think we we talked about that before, but here's proof of it. And that's an interesting shadow realm that he resides in. He's like the daywalker. One foot he's in not both the only worlds. one, though. Right? Anybody who's in that room could do it. I mean, but he's the only one in that room. Shut up. I mean, but he's not. He's the only one in that room. No. Who else is in that room? That dumbass talking mirror. That's not a person. That's a one. That's an object. Wow. <laughs> you keep something around to look pretty for you that you can stare at. It's only for you. It's only there so you can look at it. And he talks and you disregard it. He raided the beast's castle. You don't even want to. Furniture. You don't even want to listen to it. Is the beast sped alive? Ew. Ew. Uh, oh. Is the beast chamber pot alive? Yeah, but that was weird, Terry. So weird, Terry. Yeah, the guy in every castle's got one. Who's Terry? I don't know. It's the first name that came to mind. My point is that you objectified a mirror that can talk. With an object. It can talk. It's a talking object. I mean, arguably, what's the difference between a human and an object, then? The object's just an object. How is that different? You can own an object. <laughs> no, you don't get to make a well face. 
I mean, historically, people no, have owned no. other people. But they didn't get to. They did anyway. What do you mean they didn't get to? It just happens. I'm saying that's an arbitrary distinction, what you've, what you've made about you can own it. Okay, fine. Because <laughs> it's just historically, there's precedent, man. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that it should be or endorsing <sighs> it. I'm saying it's happened. <laughs> you can't tell me the difference between an I object and a human. <laughs> formulate the coherent <laughs> argument needed to assuage your inquisitiveness. It would be so... See, this is what I like about this podcast is that it would be so easy for a normal person just to say, yeah, sure, okay, the, op the, the mirror's also in the room, but you, you're like, no. It is so much more important to say that Harry's the only one there that you end up in a situation where I trick you into saying this. <laughs> you don't know the difference between a person and an object, and now you're all befuddled, and you got nothing. Unfunded, even. I'm, I'm fine. We can move on from that. <laughs> Great. Thanks. <laughs> uh, the only other note I had, two weeks in Diagon Alley sounds awesome. It does actually sound really cool. As a, as a person who, wants, who wishes they could enjoy these books uh, with the fancy that it seems like they're designed to, uh, <laughs> yeah, Diagon Alley seems awesome. Uh, my note here is that I hate that fucking mirror. So... <laughs> Okay. Fighting a losing battle there, dear. So, so yeah, the, the mirror shows... Oh, I want to talk about the mirror. Okay, <laughs> besides, here we go. Besides bringing it in to, to humiliate you. <laughs> I was... I, I, as I was reading this chapter, I got to that point where the mirror first speaks. And I pushed the book away from myself and said, What the fuck? Because <laughs> it's, it's built in the books. The structure of the book is laid out to where she has these like uh, extra spaces between paragraphs if it's delineating an extra a new scene. Okay. So it's not like a chapter break and there's no like uh, identifying like markers or symbols between it's the like two paragraphs. It's like a clock wipe. Yeah, it is. It's it's like yeah, it's a, it's a scene break. It's mm -hmm. a, it, and it's subtle. It's not too obvious. There's, I've said read books where they have like little symbols or something. Sure, sure, sure. Asterisks. Asterisks. A line, just yeah. a, a half line. Or a half line, fine. We're agreeing. <laughs> But I'm, I'm I'm agreeing better. <laughs> okay, you're agreeing harder. Yeah, I am. Okay, so but this one doesn't have it. But instead, it has it has a full all the all the text for everything else in that scene, and then it goes to like the next page, and like almost the only line on that next page is, and then the clock, and then the not the clock, and then the the mirror says, you know, you're uh, you're fighting a losing battle, dear. Scene break, and it's like what? <laughs> what mirror? <laughs> Why is the mirror talking? No explanation? We're just moving on? Wasn't there a mirror in the Weasley's household in the last book that would like yelled at Harry, tuck in your shirt, Scruffy? I don't remember. And it made him jump in that book, but he's already had a surprise. See, I feel like you're not retaining. It's the same mirror? No, it's just mirrors in this world talk. <laughs> Why? <laughs> you look like a kicked puppy. I just, there was another mirror that was pretty integral to the plot of the last book. No, or the first two book. Books ago, yeah. The first book didn't talk. No, but it showed your desire. Isn't that a kind of communication? What's the difference between an object and a mirror? Yeah! Yeah, it's on your foot now. You're peeking. Oh, yeah, I am. <laughs> You're peeking at me, peeking. Uh, no, it's You're just... You're peeking voyeur. It's too hot for this nonsense. In the book, it just is full of it. It's full of the <laughs> nonsense. And it's... He's massaging his temples. It's just like... You got... There's no mirror in that room before it talks, and then it talks, sure there's a lot and of there's no more room. scene. <laughs> like, it probably has a chamber pot. 
or a bathroom that's not mentioned. You want everything mentioned. No, no, it's not that I want it mentioned. I just don't want to be surprised by random talking magical objects that have no context, don't add anything to the scene, except it's like, Ugh! like I would be, if, it's like a horror film. It's like adding, it's a jump scare. That's what it is. It's a fucking jump scare. It's like, eh, talking mirror, and then you're like, ah, and you run out of the room. Maybe that's why the scene ends, but she doesn't write it in. We were supposed to be like, what? I don't know what we're supposed to feel. I think it's supposed to be something kind of like, oh, that's silly. But instead, I'm terrified. Because now that means that mirror watched him undress, like watches him sleep. It, it probably doesn't have to sleep itself. So it's just this crazy magical voyeur sitting in a room watching all the goings on that happened in every other occupancy in that room for time immemorial. When you put it like that, in light it's of creepy. events in the last couple of years, yes, that's pretty creepy. It's really creepy. There could have been, if, if the president stayed in that room, oh, there would be a tape in that the mirror would yeah, have yeah, seen everything. No, it's, it's, it's... There'd be no question. It'd be... Can you pull Pensieve memories out of a mirror? How would you play that back? No, because it doesn't have a... Arguably, it doesn't have a mind. I would say it, does, it could have a mind. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's don't, all arbitrary. Don't trust anything you know, if you can't see where it keeps its brains. It doesn't mean it doesn't have brains. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. But it doesn't mean it doesn't doesn't have a brain either, though. Correct. Not being able but to see something's brain... A mind and a brain it. can be separate. Because <sighs> a brain's a physical object, and arguably ghosts have sentience and thought processes. Processes? I can feel the sweat moving on my body. Feel the sweat <laughs> flowing through you. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Um, so I, uh, Pet store is next one. Um, <laughs> I'm at. Yeah, I don't. I'm done. I have notes, but they're just general notes. This is gibberish. They're just general, like. I like. We get Crookshanks begins. It's a cat. Yeah, you find out where Crookshanks came. That from. That was kind of cool, I guess. It's sort of like a origin story. The other thing about the pet shop, I have, you've seen The Simpsons. <laughs> you could say that. <laughs> yeah. you know, a bit of a fan, are you? One could say I've seen The Simpsons. Are you familiar with the scene, the, the episode where Lisa runs a science experiment on her brother with the electrified cupcake? I believe. Um. It's not ringing a bell. Okay, doesn't matter. There's a scene where she goes to the pet store. Sure. And she says, I'd like to buy the most intelligent hamster you have. And the proprietor's like, okay, this guy, little guy writes mysteries under the name J.D. McGregor. Mm-hmm. And Lisa says, how can a hamster write mysteries? And he says, you start, he gets the ending first and works backwards. It's very funny. I always link these two scenes because the rat's skipping their tails and they're intelligent rats and intelligent hamster. It's just same in my mind. Cool. Just wanted to do a Hank Azaria impression. Well, this is your this is your medium. It's so hot today. It is really hot. <laughs> um, oh crap! I definitely shouldn't have said it was secret. It's too hot today. It's another Simpsons reference. God damn it! Okay. <laughs> um, one of the other things that happens in this chapter is that Harry kind of figures out why everyone's being so weird. Like he he oh. overhears the the Weasley parents discussing like whether or not to tell him. Sure. About everything, and then you know, in a way, telling him. I was glad that for that to be over, because that's a big part of what we talked about last episode. The, the creeping mystery. Yeah, just well, not even the, at this point, even the creeping mystery. It's just like all the characters are deliberately keeping Harry in the dark for some reason. That is seems dumb. Mm-hmm. You know, had the whole bit. Sure. Last episode with Fudge and how he should just tell the kid. So that's over. I'm very grateful for that. I'm glad that that. Just it just that device wasn't working for me. I didn't like it. 
Why not? Because it was just, it was tiresome. It was tedious. Just like, oh my God, just can't do it. Just, one, you're really like being really horrible to this kid. His life's literally in danger and you guys are all worried about upsetting him. <laughs> it's like, just tell, <laughs> tell him. Like, <laughs> if, if, if there's a guy behind me with a, with a knife raised, tell me. Don't worry that I'm going to be upset that you interrupted feelings. me. Right. But like, <laughs> tell me. I mean, but he hasn't stabbed you yet. And... Okay, and when it comes to my safety, we don't have to apply the same rules that the justice system needs to apply. <laughs> the guy, for all intents and purposes, is trying to kill me. Okay. <laughs> Just tell me. Is there a guy behind me right now, Rob? I'll take that Can as a Can we no. table this? Come back to it later? I haven't been stabbed, so I'm going to say yes. Okay. <laughs> Do you have any other notes on this chapter specifically? Um, just, I think I've noticed that specifically in this chapter, this the book seems funnier to me. Really? In the last two. Fred and George's handshake oh. bit really amused, like amuses me every time I read it. Which bit? Where Percy's very pompous and shakes Harry's hand and then Fred oh. bumps him out of the way and does it and then George does it. Oh, okay. And Mrs. Weasley gets pissed off and then Fred's like, mom, and does the same. And it, it just, <laughs> it makes me laugh. And it, overall, the humor seems more apparent. Yeah. More uh, there-ish. I realized in these chapters that I... Uh... In this chapter specifically, it got better in the next two, but with this one specifically, uh, that one of the problems I've been having with the series in general, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying this now as a sort of like, I don't know how to describe it, but like, give myself like a break. Okay. Like, I've definitely been reading these books and being incredibly critical, or at least I feel like I have been, and like maybe unfair uh, to these books for what they're supposed to be. And I, I was thinking about it because I really hated this chapter. Really? <laughs> yeah, I just hated it. Because it's so much... This one and the next one just were really hard for me to get into. Interesting. Um, and it was just like, it was just so boring. Um, and then I, so I was just thinking about why I was feeling that way. It occurred to me, like I said, that the problem is that like, it, I think it feels duller than it probably is mm -hmm. because I'm we're reading them with such like a regimented like focus like it's like okay i is an assignment i have to get through this i have to read this in this amount of time mm -hmm. and i have to like i have to go so i have this drive with it where it's hard to it's like it's hard to sort of relax and enjoy it as it probably should be enjoyed but but even if it's not just that it's also like we're doing it in a way where there's no like gap between the books mm -hmm. like whereas if they were if i was reading them when they came out there'd be a time period between two books being released and there would be all that time for me and my like Harry Potter friends to sit around and be like oh man what do you think's gonna happen like oh no I think it's gonna be like this I bet I bet Dumbledore's actually gonna have like only three toes and it's like why do you think that and they're like and all the signs are there man you just gotta know where to look and then, <laughs> but then like the next book comes out and she reveals he actually has all of his toes and like oh man I think it's still a conspiracy. Stuff like that. You miss all of that when you're just pounding through the books. That's true. But that's what this is. This no, is, I, I, I Do you think Dumbledore will have three toes? Because not everything makes it into the movie. No, what I'm saying is like that that pace and that like lack of like break for a mystery is, makes it so that I don't have that opportunity to build that like emphasis of enjoyment. Mm. Like it, it takes away from the uh the garden of fandom like this idea that you you know th these each of these books gets to plant itself there and once i have it it just gets to grow until harvest time when the next book comes out mm -hmm. and then all of the all of the hopes and dreams and, and questions and fantasies i made in the gutters between the two books coming out 
is is either you know confirmed or goes off in a different direction and that's fun whereas you know the way we're just just sort of the one i'm just really trying to explain like that the way that we've structured this project mm. is in a way where it uh, there's that's lost but that's no way i can get that back because i didn't read them during the time they were published but i'm just trying to like give the book a break i'm trying to like remind myself don't be so hard on these books right maybe you're reading it wrong maybe you're wrong <laughs> maybe i'm wrong yeah or maybe it's not maybe that I'm wrong because I'm not wrong, but maybe I'm just like in a place where it's not, it's, I'm out of the control. Mm-hmm. Not out of control. <laughs> I'm in control. He's scaring me. But I'm out of the control. Mm-hmm. The parameters. Sure, buddy. Of the, the experiment set forth by JK. Mm-hmm. I'm out of it. Outside the bounds. Outside the box. Uh-huh. I'm loose from Azkaban, man. Okay. A place where they sap all your joy and they suck it out of you. We'll talk about Azkaban a little bit. Azkaban. So, chapter five, the Dementor. Unless you have something else in this chapter which you did not care for. I don't understand chapter how you five, not Dementor. like the Dementor. We get Lupin. He sleeps the whole time. <laughs> he does not sleep the whole time. And he's fucking Lupin. He's one of my favorite characters. That's fine. I I want. I'm fine. With, I'm not. Oh, I don't care. Oh my god. <laughs> you got to give me a break, man. He doesn't do anything. He literally saves them all. He tells the Dementor, "Oi, we don't have anything in here. Get out." And the Dementor's like, "All right." And that's it. That's not saving them. That's like redirecting. What's it do? It goes and tortures like Draco next. Like it doesn't. He doesn't save anybody. He just gives him a he handful uses of chocolate. The Patronus charm. He we he does it. He, he does. does. It, the room. Oh, it's not he clear. He mutters something under his breath. We don't know it yet because he hasn't taught it to them. But he mutters something under his breath. It isn't something even silvery comes out of his wand. I don't even think that's in the book. Oh, here we go. I don't. I don't. I, you can. You can go ahead and think that. You can. Whilst I find this, go ahead and uh, make a little, uh, make a little, little conversation. Pocket poop. Oh, well, here we are. We're <laughs> open right to it. And Professor Lupin stepped over you and walked toward the Dementor and pulled out his wand, said Hermione. And he said, none of us is hiding serious black under our cloaks, as you said. Go. But the Dementor didn't move. So Lupin muttered something and a silvery thing shot out of his wand at it. And it turned around and sort of glided away. I mean, I'm just going to say that description's as accurate as a uh, loosely described sexual assault. Everything I said Something happened, silvery shot out happened. of his wand? Gross. And then the thing ran away? There's nothing there that says that this is some sort of magic heroic, heroic thing. It sounds awful. And that's I even, have to be that's... careful because you've created <laughs> a minefield of conversation around me, but I can, I can navigate this. <laughs> and then he, like, pulled out his wand and he pointed it at the Dementor and a silvery thing shot out of it? And then it just it got out of here. And we're trapped there because we're ch- we're just stuck. We can't do anything. And then the stranger gave us candy. I see where you're going with this. Yes. Yeah. What I'm saying is, if you're using lingo or metaphors, this could be awful. This could be horrible. There's no mention of the word Patronus. There's no mention of a silvery thing. Could like I won't even let's let's all separate it from being gross. Good and vulgar. It could. A th- what is a thing? An in a, a nondescript uh, object. <laughs> She White didn't... rabbit object. 
It could have. It could be anything. She clearly didn't have a shorthand for a spell she doesn't know. Yeah, a, an animal isn't it. a thing. She Patrona's charm isn't always an animal. A weaker one just becomes is a wisp or a shield. It doesn't have to take the well, coalescent form. Okay. I remember this at least visually from the films, mm. so I know that that's correct. Okay. But of all the characters yeah. to be to have enough vocabulary to more accurately illustrate the mm-hmm. situation should have been her. She was just demented and she didn't have chocolate yet. She wasn't even demented. It was in the room. It sucked the feeling, happy feeling from her. I felt like I'd never feel joyous again. I thought it was cheerful again and that was wrong. Seriously, do we read the same book? <laughs> it is so hot, man. <laughs> Anyways, Remus Lupin is one of my favorite characters. I'm a sucker for werewolves when they're done correctly, and he is done correctly. Oh my god, but this isn't the chapter for that. I don't... I'm just... Fine. That's all I'm saying. Fine. In this chapter, fine. it has nothing to do with those things you're saying. Unfortunately. I don't want to... He's I'm a not... cool dude, and I like him. Oh my god. <laughs> Okay. When you saw the movie the first time, did you know he was a werewolf when you first met him? No. Really? Yes! Even though his name was Remus Lupin? Yes! You understand the Romulus and Remus connection, right? It's a wolf. Yeah, Lupin. Wolf. Scarred. Wolf. Yeah. I mean, it could only have been more er uh, obvious if his name was Wolf Wolfson or Larry Talbot. I didn't know that nothing. Um... Larry Talbot, who's the Wolfman? None of what you've said is, except his name, is present in this chapter. So judging just by this chapter and pretending I don't know anything else about how cool he is, because I like him also. Oh. I like Lupin also. Okay. But in terms of judging it just from my exposure to him up to this point in the reading... He's like a sleepy, seemingly homeless guy on a train cart. Okay, fine. fine. And and he arguably, I guess you could say he's doing something heroic, but even up to this point, it's hard to, to really feel that. It's just not, I don't know, man. It just didn't, it didn't feel like that. It didn't feel like he did anything cool. Like the, 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 the narrator of this book essentially passes out during this moment and someone else has to explain to him what happens poorly. And then... I and then you're like, oh, why aren't you like, why aren't you starstruck? <laughs> it's like this is, there's so much to be starstruck in this chapter. Are you kidding me? You got J.K. Rowling's sleight of hand. What her tip? Because she does, she does, she does that. Look over here, but I'm saying this other thing, thing that she does. Her 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 onstage magic, her leisure domain. <laughs> the sneakoscope bit. I'm talking about the sneakoscope. Right, it's going off because somebody's doing something untrustworthy. Yes, yes, They're like, "Oh, yes, it's probably yes, broken." Because right. I, so that's that's a thing. I mean, I know, I know that's a thing. There's, but like, she goes full on rolled doll, talking about the sweet shop and all the awesome different the sweets that make you float, and the things that turn color, and the fizzing whizbies and the chaco magacos. <laughs> okay, that was not a thing, but <laughs> the dementors are representations of depression, which is why chocolate works against them. Oh, is that why chocolate works against them? Yeah, that's why chocolate works against them. It's not a cure, but it is a... Remedy? Yeah, remedy. It's a good word. I'm surprised I pulled that out of my brain. You pulled it out of the book. Adam Pomfrey says it in the next chapter, or in this chapter. Uh, well, I didn't pull it out of the book. I pulled it out of my brain, which was influenced by the book. 
It was put there. But I didn't read but that line from the book when I said it just now, so I didn't pull it from the book, pull it from my brain. That's not how memories work. That is exactly how memories it's work. That's not how memories work. <laughs> you can't credit your mind for the memory. What? Yes, I <laughs> I guess. I guess, It is yes, so I hot. <laughs> it is so hot. It is so hot. You, you people, you don't understand. Uh the people listening don't understand that it's so hot and we, because we're insane and poor, <laughs> do this podcast from a sauna. <laughs> well, you say it like that, sure. When I say it like that, it's the truth. I mean, we're... I'm going to be oh five my, pounds lighter. You guys. Okay. Um, Jenny, also. That's another, that's another detail. Jenny is the one who is second most affected by the Dementors because she has the second most level of horror in her past. Is that how Dementors work? Yeah. But we don't know that yet, but I'm just saying for, for later. We're yeah. back on yeah, yeah. Jenny Watch. Oh my God, how many watches? So many watches. It's like, it's like a Times Square creep. Like those guys who flash you and they try to sell you the watch. Hey, you want to buy a watch? Kind of thing. It's too hot for those coats. It is too hot for those coats. Also, is this, is this chapter the first time we learned Crab and Goyle's last names? Or first names? Vincent Crabbe and Gregory Goyle. Nerd. <laughs> oh, you mean Vincent T. Crabbe? <laughs> Gregory Esquire. Percival Goyle. Uh, I'm not sure, but I think it might be the first time we learned Madame Pomfrey's first name. What's her first name? Do you remember? There was. I thought she just called her like a nickname that was like for Pomfrey, like Pomp or something like that. She called her Poppy. Poppy. Yeah, I was like, oh, I, I thought that was a... That's Poppy Pomfrey. A lot of alliteration in these books. Almost as if they're written for children. What, only children get alliteration? Only children know how to read. Sounds like an argument I would have made. Yeah, how does it feel? It's too hot confusing. for that, isn't it? <laughs> it's confusing. It's not important. I just noticed. I, I, I read it and was like, huh, I don't feel like I've read that before. What's that? The thing about the, their name. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, that's page 89. Ah, my foot is asleep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got something on 90. Do you have anything else in there? Mm, I, I have a note that just says, do we learn why chocolate uh, fights Dementors? Or? Just, just chocolate gives you the same biochemical reaction as love. <laughs> I love that it? from the devil, devil's advocate. Is, what's that? I, I, are you serious? Yep. <laughs> I don't know if you realize it, but it's too hot to kid around. It's a, it's a, it's a movie. What kind of movie is it? <laughs> Al Pacino. Alpi? Tell me more. Keanu Reeves movie. Oh, yeah? Mm. What happens in this movie? Um, they talk about eating chocolate. How much? Large quantities. And is there any evidence for this, or is it just a quote from a film? I'm sure there's evidence. I don't have it. Yeah, we're going to go now. I mean, That's right. I just want it on tape that you don't have any evidence. <laughs> I'm fine with telling the world. I have no evidence. So? I heard it because they said it. So then, no. So then, no. Okay. I don't feel like I won anything. Good. Which might mean that the fight wasn't worth it. <laughs> That's the only thing that means the fight wasn't My only worth note it. here is, I'm page 91, but you're not going to like it. So okay, well, then, why don't you do your page. <laughs> page 90, the pointed black hats reappear. What does that mean? We haven't seen them since the first book, I don't think. For witches? For all, for the students. Or how they have oh, a stupid conical... Pointed black hats without brims in the first movie, and we never see them again. Well, in this one, when Harry makes it to the 
great hall and the sorting is over because Hermione goes, oh, she said softly, we missed the sorting. And yeah, that was without the book. Uh, there's a sea of pointed black hats as all the faces turn to look towards them. Draco does his fainting spell again. So they're like, okay. All the kids are wearing them. Yeah. Yeah. In the shape of a sea? No, they are a sea of black hats. They're in the shape of a cone, which does start with the sea. So there you go. I'm lost, but there's... You're there's lost at sea? Lost at sea of black hats. I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you making your Azkaban face? <laughs> Why are you standing behind me with a knife? My, you tell me if you were, right? My page 91 is... is Seriously? 90 pages in and I'm still bored? <laughs> Which is is nice... Because it gets flipped here in, like, two pages. Yeah. In two pages, I go from bored to, like, like relieved and interested. <laughs> because of uh, Trelawney? No. Or no. What happens not in two all. pages? Hagrid gets announced as being the new uh, oh, teacher. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. And we get a lot of Hagrid action. Sure. And uh, I'm just like, I'm so happy. I wish I was so much more energetically happy last night when I read it <laughs> than I am right now because it's too damn hot. <laughs> but... Too damn hot to be happy, but I was just like, <laughs> just so I was so happy. It's like finally something I care about has happened, and I, I just I'm so happy for Hagrid. <laughs> like if if anybody deserves <laughs> if anybody deserves happiness, it's Hagrid, and he finally gets some. And I, I was just I was just so happy for him. That's it's all I have on that Something positive. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it is. I I'm really really very happy for Hagrid. And, uh, yeah, I'm done with that chapter. Do you have anything else in that chapter? No, 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 I don't have anything left in that chapter. We can move on to talons and tea leaves. You flipped them. You should do all that. You did the motion wrong. That's not the motion. That's the motion for talons, not tea leaves. Talons. No. And tea leaves. Yeah, no one's saying this. <laughs> they can, they can hear my. Rustling? Oh, can they hear your rustling? Rustling. Oh, that's. I wasn't even trying, but that was, Sorry. You're, you're right. It's basically a Connery. Connery? Connery. Are you as drunk as I am? <laughs> no. Because I am. What's in your water? It's ice. Oh. A little, little bit of ice. Talons and tea leaves. Do you have anything for Sir Cadagan? 121. That's what I have. I have beautiful. I've heard it's Sir Cadagan. It looks more Sir Cadogan. Uh, that's the knight. That's the knight. Who's briefly in the movie. Though you'd have to have read the book to notice him. Yeah. Um, he shows up in a pit painting and you're like, hey, who's that knight? It seems like a really un... It seems like a... I don't know, man. I I don't know how to read these books. Like It feels like... He'll come up later. Okay, okay. It just feels like it's a weird... It's a weird bit of comedy sort of shoved in. Like, because it's a really weird kind of comedy, too. It's like this weird visual comedy, which doesn't read very well. As a bit, as it just out of nowhere... And I guess maybe that's the problem. Sometimes you can't tell if she's setting something up. And often she is, but it's just books, books, books later. Okay. Um, and, you know, an actual, just a, a throwaway, like the mirror, like the talking mirror. That's a total throwaway thing. Okay. But Sir Cadagan is a character that will be okay. uh, inimical, not the right word, to the story. Integral? Is that the word you were looking for? Maybe, but I like to say the other one better. But it's not right. <laughs> I like that nim part. I like that inimical. Okay. Got all the sounds I like. Can I just 
Just change just the make sounds you want. <laughs> yeah, I just want to make sounds I like. I like, that, like sounds. Like, hopefully, all that stuff you recorded earlier. <laughs> you talking about? End up at the end of the episode is a little my badass <laughs> scatting. <laughs> and then you hear just the, the insanity I walked in on. Um, <laughs> now I have to put it in. You ass. <laughs> yeah, you do. Don't, don't just snap at me. Anyways, uh, Sir Cadagan or Cadogan or however you say his name reminds me of Sir Didymus from Labyrinth. Haven't seen it. What? I haven't seen it. You haven't seen Labyrinth? I'm not really. With Jennifer Connelly. I know what the film David is. David Bowie. Mm-hmm. Jim Henson. Brian Henson is as as Hoggle, I believe. Mm-hmm. Sure. Which I believe David Bowie calls him Hogwart at one point. Oh. So double connection there. Ludo. Dark Crystal. Ludo smell bad. No, <laughs> I don't. Does he? What does that mean? I saw my babe. <laughs> I, the thing is, I no. feel like I feel like. I have to say I haven't seen it again, but I feel like that information would have been conveyed the first time I said it. It's Labyrinth. It is. How have you not seen Labyrinth? My it, it was never playing in front of me while my eyes were looking at it and my ears could take in the sounds it made with, with, with the total runtime playing to completion any point in my life. That's how. So you have seen The Dark Crystal? No. What the fuck? <laughs> it's the Dark Crystal. Remember how I told you I hadn't seen Blade? Yeah, but that's fucking Blade. Who cares about Blade? The same justification is no. used for Blade works here. No. It was it does not the same justification. I'm just young enough no. for it to have not been a thing no. that happened in no. to me. No, I don't care. Well, it is, though. No. But it, no. It is, no. though. For shame. I've seen Fraggle Rock. Ah, Fraggle Rock. It's so hot. <laughs> it is so hot. <laughs> Okay, let's let's move on, shall we? Well, you wanted to talk about him. Were we talking about the night or what? You, you oh, said I was just, something I was, about the night, and then you went off on this how I haven't seen the fucking Labyrinth. He reminds me of a character in a movie you haven't seen, so it doesn't matter. Good point. Are there any Minotaurs in Labyrinth? All right, well, okay, you got... That's getting cut, so... <laughs> Are there any Minotaurs in Labyrinth? If the answer is no, then it's hit. There's a huge, gigantic. See, like there's a gate that shuts, and and it and, and there's an outline of a creature, and the creature steps out of it. And it's this big, huge kind of robotic creature that they have to fight. That's kind of minotaur esque. If there's not a minotaur, I have even less incentive to see it. I will be very. There's a minotaur in Time Bandits. That's not the same movie. <laughs> there's not. no labyrinth in in Time Bandits. I beg your pardon. <laughs> beg all you want. Did they not go to? The realm of ultimate evil where there was a labyrinth? I don't know if there was a labyrinth or not. Under the cage they were suspended above? In? What's, what makes a labyrinth a labyrinth, Rob? It's labyrinthine. Duh. It probably needs to involve a minotaur. Well, there's a minotaur. In labyrinth? In the labyrinth. The film? In a film. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't all films one film? No, they're really not. They're really not. It's so fucking hot. Gonna be... The episode we lose every listener. <laughs> we're we're losing all <laughs> all four of our listeners have already turned this off. Oh. So we're a winter podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have beetle black eyes. That's what I have written down. Is that who has beetle black eyes here? Hagrid. Just I like that she keeps mentioning it because mm. it just seems so it seems so unnecessary. But I like that she keeps doing it. Um, I, I mean, part of what I like about it is that I would never associate 
a character who has beetle black eyes. Like that sort of description would never go to a character who's nice and as great and gregarious as Hagrid is. But she has it there and she uses it a lot. I, it makes me think of the troll dolls, which always look friendly and happy, if ugly. They have beetle black eyes? Yeah, don't they have like shiny, solid black eyes? Like a doll's eyes? <laughs> you ever seen a troll's eyes, chief? <laughs> beetle black. Dead eyes. <laughs> I'm sorry that your enjoyment of that layup sank it. <laughs> He's talking about sank it. That was you golden. Just, you just you laughed through it too much. Like it's, that's what I mean. Your enjoyment of it was oh, just I see like you. It, I see you yeah. Mean. Oh no, okay. <laughs> um, it's like you're just like pushing all the buttons to <laughs> so we can make Rob do this yes we can it's just a reflex test you're just smacking your knee and you're doing it you're kicking <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> the thing is yeah, like that was the Robert Shaw button nobody nobody gets to see like the, how I did that though. like no one in the podcast gets to see how I said it and then I sort of turned away but looked at you like 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 <laughs> Seeing if it worked, like being like, "Oh, did it? Did it go off? Did, did he? Is he gonna bite?" To keep the metaphor going, did the bait yeah, work? Yeah. Did I chum the waters enough? The, damn it! I was gonna, this is what happens. It's too hot. You got anything else on this chapter? Uh, yeah, a couple things. Actually. All right, let's go for it. Uh, Ron and Hermione. I like the balance that I'm always talking about is much more apparent. Both of them are often right for the wrong reasons. Hermione is not some Harry Sue. Oh, like she is in the movie. <laughs> it gets everything right all the time. <laughs> I didn't realize that was going to have quite <laughs> a disappointed reaction. It sounded so clever in my head. <laughs> Dude, believe me, they always do. <laughs> I don't want to pass out from heat stroke. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh. Ron Hermione, they, uh, they're... They're balanced. They're as balanced. A, unopposed, as opposed to the movie. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's at that point. We said it, moved on. Monster Book of Monsters. Mm-hmm. I, had a, I had an interesting thought. Mm-hmm. Um, not even the shopkeeper mm-hmm. in the last chapter knew how to deal with them. They were floating around. He had to get on gloves. Insane. Do Bit, you think bitten per- twice this morning. Do you think perhaps Hagrid's method of calming the book down isn't instructions for the book, but just because of his natural affinity with animals, he just figured it out? Okay, so it's a neat idea. Yeah, I, I mean... It's like, oh, you just got to stroke him because that's something Hagrid realized because he understands right. animals, not because it's the publisher's intent. I mean, it makes me wonder if there is a publisher. <laughs> like, Do you think the books just coalesce into being? I, I don't understand. Think, None of this makes sense. Do you think Monster Book of Monsters... Is a monster? Really well, right? that they, you know... Like they breed? A, a mama, mama Monster Book and a Daddy Monster Book get together and they have themselves a little library. A little library. A little library. A little library. A little bit of reading time, if you know what I mean. A digest. You can read her like a book. I'm going to stop that metaphor now. Wow. Some self-control. Some self-control, yes. Wow. Because it's... Breath of fresh air. Mm. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I wish... Uh, what are you asking me? Are you asking me to, like... I'm saying... If, or are you asking me what I th- if I think it, it's how it ha- works? I'm, I'm asking if you think this is how it works. I mean, I guess. I mean, like, like there's a, what do they call that thing that, that, that uh, they say things have? Mm. Let me try that again. Hold on. What's that species memory thing? 
Oh. Are you talking like like a collective unconscious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a collective unconscious that when mama book and the daddy book get together, they breed, and instead of like DNA, it's words written on the page that talks about monsters. Well, I mean, that's really no different than just like your hair color, though. Like, I mean, for these books, presumably being well, it's not just a jumble of words, though. No, it can be read by people. Right, but your genetics aren't just a jumble of genes. They're like specific things you're getting from your parents because but they have them too. But it's realized in print. Right. I, what I'm saying is that the, both the mama and the daddy book have the exact same data in their genetic structure for the text. They're not different volumes of the same book reading. They're the same book. So, that so means... it's more like a, they're just copying like the important parts of themselves, which are the text... They copy even if you got fifty fifty like you would from the mom and the daddy book. It's the same. It's it's all visually the same to us. Sure. So it wouldn't look any different. It sure. Would, so it could could function that way. But the point is that the Flourish and Blots didn't go to a publisher for these books. They had to go to a monster book of Monster Farm or Breeder. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, makes sense. I'm fine with that. Cool. I, that seems like a cool thing. Uh, it also seems like a really random thing, like. Again, sometimes these books insist random ass shit out of nowhere that seems like it would be really like everybody would just know, like, do you know there's books that are alive and terrifying and they breed? <laughs> that seems like a thing you should know. Like um, that's like knowing that there are dung beetles. You know what I mean? Like that's like knowing like, oh, there's an, a beetle out there that lays its eggs in shit and rolls them around and finds them and like eats it. Not everybody knows that. It has to be told to you at some point. Yeah, but like, I guess I want to have some. I want to. Why is everyone at the same time learning this thing at the same time, including the shopkeepers? Like, it seems like every and adults are all at the same time. All the ones that we're experiencing, hundred percent of them except Hagrid, don't know about this. Well, and there's been professors of this class before. You know, who, not everybody's used this book. Hagrid specifically assigned it because I don't know. It was uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them by Newt Scamander. Oh, damn. You heard about that one? Unfortunately. Ooh. I think I still win that, though. You had a little bit of a riposte, but it was... I parried fine. Mm. You parried Matthew. It was pretty LeBlanc. <laughs> and... This I'm, my guy's and I'm the victor. <laughs> Point to me. Oh, no! I don't like that. I've lost house points. <laughs> um, fudge. Um, we... Uh, Book of Monsters is a Book of Monsters. Yeah, I like it. Uh, we have uh, Buckbeak. Buckbeak. Buckbeak is introduced. Up. Buckbeak's pretty cool. Again, though, I, it, I guess it's one of those things that I like. I like that the books have these things, but I'm bummed out whenever these big monsters show up and they're gone. Like, we don't see Fluffy anymore. We don't... Right? Correct on Fluffy. I mean, Buckbeak comes back, I guess, a lot. but like a lot. Well, more the than movie's you think. not a lot. Uh, more than you think. Okay. Buckbeak is about a bit. <laughs> okay, um, that's cool. But like, I, I want to. I hope. I hope to. I guess I'm gonna read it. Yeah, you will read it. But there's other times like Aragog doesn't come back. Yeah, he does. He does. Yeah, he does in the movies too. I don't remember. Anything. Just a little bit, but he is. He comes back. I don't remember. He plays. Things. If not a big part, then a pivotal part in. He's pretty big, so any part you play would be six. large. <laughs> so when I'm talking, you're willing to talk. 
But when I'm not, you're, you're also I was not. still speaking, so really, you were interrupting me. You paused, and I impregnated I paused. that pause. Ooh. Wait, mm, no, nope. you made it pregnant nope. by letting it pause. Nope. Nope. No what? Nope. Just nope. <laughs> no what? It's too hot. <laughs> it is hot. And then uh, I prefer Harry's ride of Buckbeak in the book to his glorious, woohoo, I'm the Danny the Champion of the World by Roald Dahl in the movie. Oh, right. And this, he's all like, oh, I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I like that there's an animal that in these books that gets upset when it's insulted. <laughs> That's cool. I like that as a feature of an animal. Like that it understands, I guess, if not English, then intention of words, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting. And especially like like disrespect is, is something it doesn't tolerate. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't necessarily like that how it handles that is by violently lashing out at the person who's insulted it's an them. Animal, that's all it knows. Yeah, but if it knows enough to know what is and isn't like appropriate for you know, Buck's beak got see, a there buck. There you go again. I was still talking. Oh, <laughs> I, 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 that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. So you impregnated that pause. <laughs> go ahead. I'm done. You sure? I don't know. I lost my track because I was waiting. You don't like I was, Buck? I was beak? waiting to jump on you. Yeah, buck beak. Should know better. Yeah, just like the idea that it, if it knows enough about what, how people are speaking to know what's insulting, it should know what's appropriate socially. You don't think it's a tone? Or maybe a pheromone? No, because like... Pheromone? 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 Yes, pheromone. Okay, yeah. I'm not even going to tease you about that. It's hot. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make sure that I wasn't missing some sort of magical word. Because why wouldn't it be? <laughs> um... No, but I mean, because, like, I mean, famously, animals, like, I guess they do only give a shit about tone. You know, if you scream at your dog and you tell them that you love them, and they're the best things ever happen in your life, and you just want to cuddle them and snuggle all up with them and play with their cute little fucking faces, like, they'll get upset. <laughs> but yeah. if you tell them, like, get upset. like... Oh, you're such a stupid little idiot. I'm going to take you to the pound today. Yes, I am. I'm going to take you to the pound today. What they're going to do is a little needle in you. And they're going to pump you full of poison until you can't breathe and die. Yes, they are. <laughs> right into your little veins. <laughs> and then those cute little puppy eyes of yours are going to close forever. <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> and they don't, they, they're like so happy with that. <laughs> They'd be so ecstatic. Again. I don't want to pass out. It's so hot today. <laughs> so yeah, maybe maybe it is a tone thing. I guess it's oh. fine with that. Okay, Buckbeak gets a pass. Okay. <laughs> That's all I've got for notes that I have. Uh, well, taken I, from the books. I I, I kind of want to just. I don't have any notes either, but it just occurs to me, like in general, to talk about these chapters. Like we do have other things that happen. Like Hagrid is his first class. Hagrid gets drunk. Like that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and not in a cool like drinking so cool, but like that Hagrid like he he's just so charming. Like I just want nothing but for the the best for this guy mm-hmm. in every way. I want to read books just about Hagrid being like being sensitive, being a sensitive like big lug, you know. And like people are like oh, like people being mean to him, and then him being like hurt feelings, and then someone coming in to give him a hug. I just want to read all, all books about like that. So this chapter ruled because it was a lot of that. Okay. Um, also, Draco gets attacked, which is cool. Um, although I don't like it when 
I also don't like how often Hagrid seems to get in trouble. Like, like it seems like that's the thing I don't like about his character is mm -hmm. that, and it's it's actually probably very realistic is that when you have a character who's like that, a little oafish and a little like naive, good natured, they're easy to like scapegoat, and to which has definitely happened to him. Sure. Oh, and I was it, also in an earlier chapter in these in these chapters. I was psyched to see acknowledgement that hey, Hagrid's totally clear of all charges relating to his earlier youthful murder. Right. Um, thanks to... I think it was something we had questions about at the end of the last book. was like, what happened with that? Because does it, wasn't does like, it mean, though, that he can continue to study magic or get a correspondence yeah, course? He must, right? Like, it must mean that he can, like, go get some quick spell books and and just start knocking around magic. Does he have to use his umbrella anymore? Yeah, I don't know. Can he get can a he new go, wand? Can he go get a new wand? Why aren't we getting a Hagrid book? I want a Hagrid book. Bottom line. JK, give me that Hagrid book. I mean, you don't have the answers. I don't. Fine. I was thinking fine. of answers, and none of them were answers. None of them were answers. None of those answers were answers. Nope. Yeah, that's all I. I think I have really. Um, I, I again, I, I want to. I'm gonna hit this. Hit this. You know, chestnut a couple times. Just but even up to this point, like okay. This is going back to what I was talking about earlier about like reading these improperly. Is the idea that we are now over a hundred pages into a book? Okay. And the book's just starting. Like, we're just starting getting past all the introductory bullshit. In a book that needs 120 pages to introduce you to something. And keep in mind, in those 120 pages, half, I'll be, I'll be generous and <laughs> say half is... Pertinent to the plot. Yeah, but not, that's not what I would oh, say because I'm more negative. Sure. What I would say is half is rehashed leftovers same old bullshit from the other ep the other books it's just the same tired shit over and over again so like this was a hard episode to prepare for because it was just so still mm -hmm. even the stuff that was like oh harry's harry doesn't know what's happening it's like i'm still not at hogwarts <laughs> like i don't feel like these books really start until harry gets there that's fair and and this one takes 120 pages to get there like at the end of this book this chapter, Ron's like, man, so much for a first day. And I'm like, no shit. <laughs> it is your first fucking day. And I'm 120 pages into this. This is not, uh, it's just too, it's tedious. And I, I wish that I felt differently, but it just. Best feels, books ever. Feels so. It's like a grind. Um, but it's fine. Oh, good. It's fine. Oh, it's good. fine. It's all fine. Sure. We're fine. Fine. Hagrid's there. Hagrid is there. Hagrid's there. Hagrid gets drunk. Hagrid does hilarious stuff. He dunks his face in the water. He's like, You shouldn't be out here. You don't even come. I'm not worth it. And I'm like, You are worth it. You're so worth it. You're like worth, a loot. You're worth the whole you're worth the whole castle, Hagrid. I'm out of notes. Okay. You're out of notes. I'm out of notes. I'm out I'm mostly out of notes too. However, I did ask Freewheeling. Uh, That's what I'm doing right now. No holes barred. Ain't no strings on me. Let's do it. What do you got? I think it's. I think some holds are gonna be barred. Let's start. We're gonna bar some holds. So much for the first ten minutes of the episode. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I didn't see because like the. It's like what I was saying about how she. He's oh, so much her first day, right, and it's right, all right, yeah. an hour. Right now the podcast starts. <laughs> yeah. Okay. As I was saying, I asked Reddit users for some questions about this book. Um. 
and they all came back with questions about the prison Azkaban. Which we haven't gotten to yet. But we've talked about it. Sort of. It's been mentioned in the book. So you feel comfortable uh, tackling some of these? Well, it depends, but yeah, go ahead. Okay. Pilot Darko. I don't know what that means. That's a name. It's oh, okay. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, how the fuck am I supposed it's to... It's not a word association. Pilot Darko. Could... Pilot Darko, what do you think? Uh, <laughs> like, like, what's the name of the Jake fucking... Jake Gyllenhaal got his wings. What's the fucking name of the knight? Sir Cadogan. Yeah, that's about as, like, that could be... Or well, Sir as... Didymus if we're talking about Labyrinth. Sir Cadogan and Pilot what? Darko. Could be a character in this book that I've overlooked. Pilot Darko could be a character. Exactly. That could be so, a badass th- name. Thank you. Thank you. So Pilot Darko, the, the name, the handle of mm. Reddit user... Pilot Darko. The handle. Yes. Yes. He says what? He, she? He, she? They. They. (laughs) Flipping me off. Because I was cutting you off knowing what you were going to (laughs) do. Because I was going to say they? Yes. I don't understand. Well, I, was, well, I thought you were going to be like, no, you were going to be, I, my anticipation was you being like, oh, what makes you think is a, is a male person? What a shitty thing to do. Who would you do would that? Do, you would do it. Wow. You would do it. Wow. With Klee. And then when I call you on it and preempt it, you pretend like you wouldn't do it. <laughs> it's easy to say that after the fact. It's easy to say that after I have all these. Subscribing all the motive you want. The truth is on the recording. Speaking of subscribing. Like and subscribe. Great review. Yeah. Sir Pilot. <laughs> Pilot Darko asks, who makes clothing for the prisoners? They wear actually, clothing? Since these are all Azkaban, I'm going to go through them all, and then we can talk about them. Well, I wouldn't, shouldn't I do one at a time? No, because I feel like some of the answers might be the same. Oh, okay. This okay. is going to be one five-letter word. Oh, okay. One five-letter word. Yeah. Nopes. <laughs> Starts with an M, ends with a C. Oh, magic. Copy kitten. What is that? Oh, yes, the name. A handle. It's a handle. Asks. Copy kitten. It sounds like a spell. Sorry, guys. Copy kitten sounds like a spell. Four Let's go for it. questions. Four questions. Are prisoners solitary all the time? Are they allowed to interact with others? Two, are there different levels of security, different intensities of demented presence? Three, what do wizards play what role do wizards play in staffing and maintaining prisons? And four, are house elves involved and how are they affected by Dementors? How? Stop. <laughs> Balin2k asks, how do they transport prisoners? I'm betting that's Balin. I'm betting that's a... I'm betting that I that's... Was, I say Balin. Really? Maybe in The Hobbit? Yeah. Well, it's Balin, so... It's Balin. Well, not in the... Have you, have you listened to the Rob, have you... Rob Iggles... Uh, audiobooks? Have you uh, watched the film? I have watched the film, and I'm sorry I have. It's Balin. It rhymes with the other one. And so... Waylon? Unfortunately, I feel like a lot of those answers are going to be magic. No, all of my answers are, I don't know. I haven't gotten that far. Uh, Was it clothes? Do they wear clothes? If they're they're issued anything. Well, I mean, Sirius had his sort of stripy pajamas look in the movie. I'm just saying, unfortunately... I, yes, I did specific, specify book, but I feel like they're going to have some sort of raggedy outfit. But I feel like it's not going to be replaced if it gets tattered. So you're going to go in with either some trial issue clothes. We get like descriptions of the prison later, right? Because I mean, there's no, there's very few moments or scenes that I can remember from the films where they're actually set in Azkaban. They're mostly sort we'll of hear like... hear Memories of Prison. Is that a chapter name? No. Oh, okay. And in book four, we'll we we'll, might get some testimony about it. 
I don't remember if Black gives us any what it's like in there other than it's horrible. I think Haggard will even say at some point it was horrible. He's been there. They talk about the effects a lot, the emotional impact of being incarcerated. Okay, so at this point in my reading, because unfortunately I just can't answer any of those questions because I just haven't read any, enough. But what I will say on the note of are there different intensities of like treatment, I'd say, I'd guess yes at this really? point. I would guess, yeah, totally. Because Hagrid isn't destroyed when he comes back. He went for like three months and he didn't come back a broken shell of a man. He didn't even put up a fight when he went. He was just like, all right. Like, I feel like there's some sort of level of of knowing. Mm -hmm. And I, again, we're frog DNAing it because it's not there. But like, she, JK doesn't have a port. Like, she makes a real big point about like how it's the worst thing ever when describing it for Sirius Black. But when her, another character she has, has set up in the book has already spent three months there, he's not like, like shell shocked and and rocking in his chair and drinking himself to death, like crying into Fang and and just being like, I just I, I don't ever want to go back. Why did you like like quitting the school? Being like, I'm not gonna be anywhere where I could ever have that happen to me again, which I would expect if someone's going through the kind of trauma she's describing happening to Sirius and other people who are there, but that's not the case. So my guess is, yeah, some people have it a little easier. Some people get to hang out in the yard. See, I feel the opposite. I feel like. Just being around the Dementors isn't going to be as soul-destroying as, say, the Dementors kiss um, all the time. Some people, I'm sure, would, would, would succumb to it easier. But I feel like it's just a horrible place for everyone, regardless of if your crime is petty or if your crime is murder. It's like, you don't want to go to Azkaban. What was the question again? Are there different levels of intensity? Oh. Like, is there like a hard security ward where Bellatrix would have six Dementors in her cell or around it, whereas someone who is in for three months for uh, wand theft <laughs> um, has only, you know, where Dementor patrols up and down the hallway. I mean, I, I don't feel know, like man. it's just there's Dementors everywhere and it, they're just enjoying the misery. It feels like the idea of Dementors themselves is awful, like, like in terms of a penal device. The, uh... Nope. What? I'm not gonna snigger. You're not gonna? Nope. I, I wasn't. You're doing your Groucho Marx eyebrows at me. Says you. <laughs> yeah. Weird assertion. Weird fact. Well, I mean, allegedly. Fortunately, this is not on video, and no one will ever see the evidence or lack thereof of your assertions. So that's your word against mine. Good thing I'm known as the honest one. Well, I mean, you also asserted it, meaning if anyone is listening, you know, he who smelt it, that's all I'm saying. What? <laughs> Case closed, I win. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Feels less hot. <laughs> the um, Dementors themselves seem like cruel and unusual. Like, it doesn't seem like it... I guess I don't understand. Maybe there's probably something like some dumb, like, oh, you have to be happy to do magic kind of thing. So, like, by making them unhappy all the time, they are, like, less likely to be able to manifest spells well you do need don't need but usually need your wand to really focus your magic and i feel like they're going to have enough enchantments on the prison that the little magic you could do sans wand is going to be reduced yeah yeah but either way it still seems like torture <laughs> oh yeah it's torture that's why you don't want to be a criminal in the wizard world that's a weird really weird thing to have in a book for children. <laughs> yeah. Hey, kids, don't go to prison because they'll get you. 
they'll torture you. It won't just be bad because you lose all your freedoms. It'll be bad because you'll be miserable. I think you're going to go something like, it'll be bad because you lose your mind. No, it's like, it's like they're extracting happiness from you. And not metaphorically, like, no. forcibly. <laughs> it's not like writing a poem in prison because you're down because <laughs> of your <laughs> circumstances. It's like there's a monster sucking your happiness out of you, and you've, that's your day-to-day. I don't get why people are so enthralled with the wizarding world. It sounds like a hellscape. <laughs> it sounds terrible. There are these books that are just as likely to bite you as fuck in front of you. And there's this horrible island prison that seems to be in tatters and the people there are barely clothed in, in, in raving lunatics where these ghost zombies like fly up on you and suck your happiness out of you. And those are literally only two things <laughs> that are, are in this horrible, horrible world. Um, yeah. It seems... I don't get it. I mean, for... It seems like, you know, magical feasts and all. I... Yeah, cool. That's fine. But then, uh, can't go to school. Feeling like you can't go to the bathroom without being haunted is is itself another kind of, like... Okay. <laughs> like, Quiet horror. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, all right. I, uh, I, I can't go when, I can't go to the bathroom when usually there are people in there. Mm-hmm. But now there's a ghost, like, who won't leave and is just sobbing. That's not helping. That doesn't help anything. Or, like, how there's a whole house in my school that are, like, Dark Lord worshippers, essentially. And this is just the school. This isn't even the rest of the horrible world. Ugh. It just seems... I don't... You, you, you've got the bravery house, the friendly house, the clever house, and the alt-right house. <laughs> that sounds like an 80s college comedy starring Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> Boof! We should wrap it up. Is that Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've got... It's too fucking hot. Um, yeah, well, um, yeah, I don't have any real, like, closing thoughts or anything. I mean, it was just... I I, <laughs> I guess I'm, I'm not a wizard. I can't spin these magical... <laughs> I can't spin... Don't be a Dursley. I can't spin this yarn into gold. Like... It's already been done for you. Ugh. By J.K. Rowling. Not here. 1999. Not, not in these chapters. These very chapters. Not these chapters. <laughs> um... I get. Let me see. I'm gonna, okay, I'm gonna do something we haven't done before. Okay. Which is, I'm gonna peek ahead at the titles of the next chapters and see if I if I think they're gonna be good. The Boggard in the Wardrobe, whatever. We'll see. Flight of the Fat Lady. Mm. That sounds good. And Grim Defeat. See, I prefer to think of it as the Boggard in the Wardrobe, the Flight of the Fat Lady, and Grim Defeat. That's better. See, but it's that, all it's all in what you, how you approach the chapter. It's too hot. It's too hot to approach it any other way. Um. Anyway, I don't. I'm sorry if this episode sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry if I if I'm terrible. I can't think. It's so hot. Um. Do we have any closing business? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Uh. Remember to check us out on all our social media things. We have. Let's see. Do we just? Let me just drop the thing in from last time. Let's just drop that in. Okay. Here, drop it in. <laughs> <laughs> D 
Do you want to like... Yeah, I just want to like... Right here, drop it in. Okay. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Podbean. These reviews might seem silly, but they actually help us out a lot. Check us out on Twitter, at Real Death Reader. If you want more Death Readers content, there's more available by joining Death Readers Patreon at www.patreon.com slash deathreaders. If you hate us and want to tell us how terrible we are, please send all hate mail comments to our Reddit account, you slash deathreaders. And then, um, thanks for everybody who helped us out on Reddit and sent us questions. Uh, you're awesome. And, uh, you know, uh, that has been an episode of Death Readers. I'm Doug. I'm Rob. Thanks for listening. Forgot my ice packs. Last bit. Piece of shit. The last bit. know what you're talking about just letting you know yeah and it caused me more embarrassment it was that was actual embarrassment wow no you have no self-awareness I, <laughs> I am the most self-aware person i know you need to meet more people <laughs> you know what fuck you <laughs> okay harry potter I forgot to crack this cold one. Like a necromancer. A necromancer? A necromancer? Yeah. What? How would how would that be like cracking a cold one? Because you have to just separate like them or the, something. Like the, the body's cold. You, do necromancers have to crack them open? I don't know enough about necromancy. I'm sorry. I prefer I uh, whiter. Oh, that's not gonna work. It does not work. It <laughs> sounds, man. What whiter a branches word. of magic is what I was gonna say. Whiter? Yeah, I guess opposed to black magic. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is white is right. Mm-mm. No. Like you have, you take pride in your white magic. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> not either. So, like in the nations of magic. Let's read, shall we? 